This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Lakamir Asmion with the news. First, the top stories. The Romanian Foreign Minister Luminiza Odobescu reiterates Romania's support for starting accession negotiations between the EU and Ukraine. 80,000 people have so far visited the Brancouche exhibition, open at the National Art Museum in Timisoara, which is the most successful event within the European Capital of Culture program. And at the European Short Course Swimming Championship Otopen 2023, Andrei Ungur won the first medal for Romania bronze in the 100-meter backstroke. The Romanian Foreign Minister Luminita Odobescu reiterated on Friday Romania's support for opening accession negotiations between the EU and Ukraine, a topic which, along with the launch of a similar action for the Republic of Moldova, will dominate the European summit scheduled in one week in Brussels. During the discussions in Bucharest, the Ukrainian Deputy Prime Minister Olha Stefanishina thanked Romania for the constructive dialogue related to the prospects of accession and pointed out that her country made enormous efforts to overcome the obstacles in the way of reforms. The Deputy Prime Minister also recalled that the Ukrainian Parliament adopted on Friday the amendments to the National Minorities Law in order to implement the latest recommendations of the European institutions. On November 8, 2023, the European Commission positively assessed Ukraine's reforms in the field of rule of law and fighting corruption, but asked Kyiv to make rapid improvements to the law on the use of national minorities' languages in the education system and a public space, according to the Venice Commission's recommendations. The decision to launch accession negotiations requires unanimity from the 27 member states but is threatened by the opposition of the Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban. 80,000 people have so far visited the Brancouche exhibition, open at the National Art Museum in Timisoara, Western Romania, until January 28, 2024. According to the authorities, it is the most successful event of the European Capital of Culture program and represents the debut of major artistic projects. Timisoara officially ended the European Capital of Culture program with a festive gala held on Friday evening at the Palace of Culture. Timisoara 2023 has shown that we can imagine a creative and prosperous future of solidarity, not just for our city but for the entire Europe, said the mayor of the city, Dominic Fritz. A future of Europe where our unity is built on diversity, not uniformity. A future of Europe in which we lead from cross-border regions, not just from the capitals. Investments in culture are not a luxury, but the very foundation on which we build, he went on to say. 
the events that mark the end of the Timisoara European Capital of Culture program continue tonight with a concert by Katie Malua and an aerial acrobatics show. And on Sunday, Jesse J and Royce and Murphy, international stars with thousands of fans around the world, will take the stage. At the European Short Course Swimming Championships, Otopen 2023, Andrei Ungur won on Friday evening the first medal for Romania, bronze in the 100-meter backstroke. Today, David Popovic is participating in the final of the 200-meter freestyle, in which he qualified with the best time. Romania is participating in the European Championships with a team of 21 athletes, 7 girls and 14 boys, selected based on the performance shown at the National Short Course Championships from November 9th to 12th, also held in Otopen. At the previous edition of the European Short Course Championship, which took place in Kazan, Russia in 2021, David Popovic won the gold medal in the 200-meter freestyle and Robert Glintas won silver in the 100-meter backstroke and bronze in the 50-meter backstroke. And that's the news. Now for a brief announcement about Radio Romania International's annual survey of its listeners and internet and social media users to find out the 2023 Personality of the Year. And this has been no easy year, with Russia's war in Ukraine continuing, energy prices rocketing, many parts of the world suffering food shortages, and, not least, with the global warming, causing what was probably the hottest year on record. On top of all this came the conflict between Israel and Hamas in the Gaza Strip. In this difficult year, which international public figure, in your opinion, has had the strongest positive impact on the world, and why? Radio Romania International will designate its Personality of the Year based on your nominations, which you can submit together with a short justification by posting directly on our website in a comment to this article at www.rri.ro, by email at engl at rri.ro, on our Facebook page, on Instagram, WhatsApp at 0040-744-312-650, text or audio, or by fax at 0040-213190562. We will announce the Radio Romania International Personality of the Year on air and online on Monday, the 1st of January 2024. We are looking forward to receiving your nominations, so please get in touch. Coming up next, The Week in Review. Hello and welcome to this review of the main events of the week. I am Kaninko Tsoyu. For the second time in seven years, a measles epidemic was declared in Romania, a decision made by experts after approximately 2,000 cases were registered since the beginning of the year. Minister of Health Alexandru Rafila stated that this public health measure makes it possible to accelerate the vaccination campaign, including at a younger age, 9 to 11 months of children. How did it get here? The sustained transmission of measles virus infection in the community is caused by the accumulation of a receptive mass of children who have not been vaccinated, 
Minister Rafila explained. Currently, vaccination coverage is low, 78% for the first dose, 62% for the second. The head of healthcare announced the launch of a campaign through mass media, public health departments, and family physicians to explain to parents the importance of vaccination. Rafila warned that if there is no more vaccination coverage, other contagious infectious diseases considered eradicated may reemerge. The first measles epidemic brought to light a strong anti-vaccine trend, which also manifested during the coronavirus pandemic. Measles is a childhood disease that produces a mortality that varies between 1 and 3 per thousand. The former Prime Minister and leader of the National Liberal Party, Florin Kutsu, was placed under criminal investigation by the National Anti-Corruption Directorate for conspiracy of abuse of office. He was questioned this week in the case of the acquisition of vaccines during the pandemic. Currently a senator, Florin Kutsu lost his parliamentary immunity last week. Investigators accused the leader of the executive in the second year of the pandemic that in the first half of 2021, he approved two memoranda that generated additional purchases of anti-COVID vaccines. This given that, according to anti-corruption prosecutors, tens of millions of doses had been purchased by the ministers of health at that time, and there were no studies or data to support the purchase of new batches of the vaccine. The damage is estimated at over 1 billion euros. After the hearings, Florin Kutsu claimed that he fulfilled his duties in compliance with standing legislation. The vaccine case also involves the previous ministers of health, Vlad Voiculescu and Juana Mihaila, who represented the USR party in the government. The current prime minister and very likely social democratic presidential candidate next year, Marcel Cholaku, made a working visit to Washington, D.C. He had a dense schedule, which mainly included meetings with the secretaries of state, defense, and energy, with members of the American Congress, and representatives of the diaspora, as well as a visit to the Holocaust Memorial. Romania's strategic partnership with the United States is and will remain one of the pillars of Bucharest's foreign and security policy, Marcel Ciolacu emphasized while in Washington. He said he supported the need to strengthen NATO's position in the Black Sea region, at the same time pleading in favor of an increased presence of the American military in Romania. The Prime Minister also met with representatives of the defense industry in the United States, namely the Lockheed Martin Company, on which occasion he emphasized the importance of collaboration in the evaluation and development of capabilities in the national defense industry.
On the economic level, the head of the executive confessed that he wants the United States to be Romania's main non-European Union partner. As long as the United States is deploying more than 2,000 American soldiers and state-of-the-art military logistics on the territory of Romania, I believe that we can also create a hub for American companies in the economic area, which naturally leads to the development of Romania, Marcel Ciolacu stated. Regarding the inclusion of the country in the visa wafer program, perhaps as early as 2025, the Romanian Prime Minister said that there is political support in Washington and that only one technical criterion remains to be met, namely a small number of rejected visa applications. Romania was represented at the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, which has hosted for three days in Dubai by President Klaus Johannes and the Minister of Energy, Sebastian Borduja. In one of the interventions, the head of state declared that Romania has some of the lowest emissions of greenhouse gases per capita in the European Union and is firmly committed to accelerating measures to mitigate climate change. By 2030, Bucharest aims to reduce emissions by approximately 80% compared to the 1990 level, and to rapidly move towards climate neutrality. By 2050, at the latest, Romania's national energy mix will consist of 86% renewable energy, complemented by energy with low carbon emissions, such as solar energy and nuclear. You have been listening to The Week in Review. Focus on Romania. Next up in this broadcast, it's Song of the Day. On the occasion of her 25th birthday anniversary on July 22nd, Ioana Ignat offered her fans the song Evening by Evening, which conveys emotion and melancholy. At the same time, this new single manages to include all the defining elements of the musical creation of the young woman who, since 2017, has proved that she is a complete and complex artist having a nice voice, sincere and sensitive lyrics about natural love, about the only desire to be with the person one loves. Listen to Ivana Ignat with the song Evening by Evening.
are listening to Radio Romania International. World of Culture Hello and welcome to our culture feature. I'm Kalinko Soyu. At the beginning of the year, the film Frère et Sœur, Brother and Sister, directed by Arnaud Desplechon, was screened in Romanian cinemas. Part of the official selection of the Cannes Film Festival in 2022, the production features renowned actors like Marion Cotillard and Melville Poupeau. Alice Marion Cotillard and Louis Melville Poupeau are brother and sister in the film. She is an actress and he is a teacher and poet. They hadn't seen each other for more than two decades, but the death of their parents makes their reunion inevitable. The cast of the film Brother and Sister also includes Romanian actress Cosmina Stratan, awarded in 2012 at Cannes for her exceptional performance in the film Beyond the Hills, directed by Christian Mungiu. In the new film, directed by Arnaud Desplechon, Cosmina Stratan plays the role of Lucia, a Romanian immigrant who's Alice's best friend. Arnaud Desplechon had also cast Cosmina in his film Tromperie, but due to the pandemic, the collaboration did not materialize. Here is Cosmina Stratan. Rămăsesem și eu cu o părere de rău că nu am reușit să ne sincronizăm pentru că sunt rare momentele We were left with a feeling of regret that we did not manage to synchronize especially since it doesn't happen often that a director you admire offers you a part in one of his films but Arnaud Desplechon understood that my absence was motivated I had the feeling that he made room for me in this new film from the beginning. That is why I was less nervous than usual. I knew it was a character created for me. As for the role I'm playing, I can't say it was too difficult, because I am a fan of Marion Cotillard anyway, so it wasn't difficult for me to show it on screen. What I've noticed about my favorite actors and partners that I've worked with so far is that they get over the normal initial awkwardness very quickly. It is not very easy for us either to overcome this barrier at the beginning. We are people who meet for the first time on a film set and it is impossible to ignore this distance that separates us. At the same time, we have a common goal, 
to get to understand the character that we are playing so that we can explore the situations in the film together. With Marion Cotillard, this process was natural. She also wanted to overcome that distance, and we collaborated very well. We synchronized, and that helped a lot, especially because it's much more difficult to overcome your emotions when you are working with someone you really admire. Originally from Yash, Cosmina Stratan studied journalism and worked at the student opinion magazine. In 2008, she was admitted to the acting department of the University of Theater and Cinematography in Bucharest. After acting in several short films, the actress played the role of Wojtica, a young mother who sees her childhood friend again in Christian Mungiu's film Dupodaluri, Over the Hills, a role for which she received the award for a female performance at the film festival in Cannes. French director Arnaud Despachant stated that he chose Cosmina Stratan for the role of Lucia in Brother and Sister after noticing her in that production, Over the Hills. And here is Cosmina Stratan once again. A fost un punct de cotitură, chiar dacă a apărut fix la începutul carierei, It was a role that I considered a turning point, even if it came uh, up at the beginning of my career. A turning point in the sense that Over the Hills was my first major film and also my first paid job in this business. When I say the first paid job, it is because in college, we, the actors, do all kinds of practice with our colleagues from the directing department. But those are roles for which we do not get paid. In my case, everything happened all at once. The first paid job, the first leading role, and the Con Performance Award. It was somehow a confirmation that I was looking for because acting is a job where you can have insecurities. I needed feedback, an answer that I was in the right place. And because before acting, I had tried other jobs. Acting was the second job for me, and the role in Over the Hills was a great help. This recognition, due to the visibility of the film and the character, helped me continue my career and gave me hope that I would act in other films as well. Somehow, this story reassured me. It assured me that something else would follow, because I had that anxiety that many actors have at the beginning of their journey, especially if they are on their own and are not employed in a theater. In the beginning, it is quite complicated to imagine the future. Cosmina Stratan also played a role in the short film Intercom 15, written and directed by Andrei Yepure, selected in 2021 in the La Semaine de la Critique competition at the Cannes Film Festival. This has been World of Culture. Radio Romania International Encyclopedia.
Hello and welcome to Encyclopedia. I'm Belinko Soyum. Before the 19th century, when there was no modern state with its bureaucracy and institutions, the safety of the people was in the hands of noble courts or monasteries. Especially when the neighborhood was one that resorted to terrorist practices, as was the case with the Romanian principalities, nothing was safe. The Ottoman rule for centuries north of the Danube on Romanian territory, especially in Oltenia, was often present with savagery through raids of sacking and destruction, and the solution chosen by the Romanian noblemen, the boyars, was that of building kulas, or tower houses, to defend themselves, their families, service personnel, and wealth. Built on an oriental model, the kula can also be found in Bulgaria, Serbia, Montenegro, Albania, Greece, throughout the Balkan area controlled by the Ottomans, in fact. In Oltenia, there are 20 attested kulas, of which only five still exist today. The story of the towers of Oltenia was told to us by Liana Tatarano, the president of the Heart of Oltenia Association. În momentul de față se spune că cea mai veche ar fi una din culele de la Măldărăști, cula greșeală. At the moment, it is said that the oldest kula would be one of the kulas from Măldărăști, namely the Greceanu kula, dated somewhere around 1547. I could not say with certainty that this information is very correct, because it could not be dated even dendrologically. Those who have studied the scula in more detail say that, indeed, there was a core in the present building, let's call it that. So some expansions were made to the original construction, which are somewhere from the end of the 16th century or the beginning of the 17th century. The Buzisht brothers' kula was built somewhere before the year 1600 and existed on their estate at Vladaya in what is now Mehedins County. After the 16th century, after the conquest of Hungary by the Ottoman army, the crescent establishes itself with authority in Central and Southeast Europe, and the Romanian principalities are cut off from European civilization. Although not under the direct control of the Ottoman Empire, the Wallachian state was a vassal of the Ottomans, which treated it brutally in every way. Thus, the Kulas became a pressing necessity. Here is Liana Tatarano. They basically were supposed to protect the boyars, and less so the villagers, from the invasions of the Turks, but we are not talking about the large invasions of the Turkish army. If we think about the entire period when the Romanian principalities were under Ottoman rule, Nothing could be done in the country without the sultan's approval. And from the time when Mircea the Elder was ruler in the 14th and 15th centuries and the fortress of Giurgiu was lost, Wallachia had no longer had any fortresses along the Danube. The Romanian rulers were no longer allowed to build any kind of fortresses 
And then the first step was, starting with Mircea the Elder, to strengthen the monasteries. Most of the fortified monasteries were built by Matei Basarab in the 17th century, when, let's say, the villagers could also take refuge. But the boyars had nowhere to go, and then they tried to take their own defensive measures, especially against the bandit attacks of Osman Pazvantolu, Pasha of Vidin, and the Adalais, Turks from the island of Adakale. So this could be the explanation for why here in Oltenia we have the most kulas, because this was the area they were preying on. The Oltenian church was a prismatic building, con consisting of a ground floor and several upper floors. The plan was square or rectangular, and the stone or brick walls were about a meter thick. The walls were provided with barbicans, and the connection between the floors was made by an internal wooden staircase. Architects Yanko Atanasescu and Valeriu Grama noted in the book The Kulas of Oltenia, Quote, the forms of the Oltenian culture have evolved in accordance with the socio-historical realities, reaching their peak in the second half of the 18th century. These architectural forms, the richness of the arches, the decorative elements, make the Kula one of the most interesting and characteristic examples of Oltenian architecture. Unquote. Liana Tatarano also wanted to point out the fact that the purpose of the Oltenian Kula evolved over time. Prima etapa a fost culele de veghe, de semnalizare și de alarmă. Și parte dintre ele au fost... In the first stage, the Kulas were for guard, signaling an alarm, and some of them were the bell towers in the monasteries. We must say that all these Kulas are located on definite lines. If we look at the map, it is very clear that they were on very well-established routes between 20 and 30 kilometers away. They are placed in strategic points, generally on top of a hill somewhere higher up, so that they have the largest possible field of view. They had to be in line of sight of each other to signal possible attacks. Then they were the refuge kulas for defense or temporary housing. You have been listening to Radio Romania International Encyclopedia. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next in the program, here is Truly Romanian. I'm Eugen Nasta. We have prepared for today a fine choice of songs from southwestern Romania. Our guest is traditional music legend Nicolina Stoican. To begin with, here is a beautiful song from her repertoire. Yeah. 
Next stop in the program, here is yet another beautiful song from southwestern Romania, again performed by Nicolina Stoican. Nicolina Stoican has been very faithful to her native folkloric region, Mehedinț. Coming up next in the program, here's yet another beautiful song from Nicolina Stoican's repertoire. Of 
Eu credința mi-aș ținea, eu credința mi-aș ținea Dar măi sunt ca dumneata, care mi-ar pupa gura Eu credința mi-aș ținea, eu credința mi-aș ținea Dar măi sunt ca dumneata, care mi-ar pupa gura Dar și zmuiere cu lipic, nu dau gură pe Nicolina Stoikan's repertoire also includes beautiful love songs from Mehedinti. We end Truly Romanian today with one such song from Mehedinti, from Nicolina Stoikan's repertoire. Living Romania. This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. Listener's Letterbox.
Welcome to a new edition in our listeners' letterbox series. Your host this week is Eugen Nasta. Once again, we go on a journey around the world, greeting listeners and friends, allowing you to compare how other listeners across the continents receive our programs. The first letter we're taking out of the box this week is the one sent in by Jayanta Chakrabarti, living in New Delhi, India. Jayanta tuned into our radio station on November the 27th, 2023. We took the liberty to quote from his message. Dear Sir, Madam, I am to report on your shortwave broadcast of the 27th of November 2023. Reception quality on 9510 kHz was fair, but with a lot of background noise and interference. The reception on 7410 kHz was inaudible. I'm forwarding the following feedback. I enjoyed listening to the following program on tourism, where places of interest of Romania and neighbouring Moldova was discussed. The musical show, Music A to Z, featured one of Romania's top and promising dance bands with energetic songs like You Left and Missing You. I also enjoyed the interview with the three members of the band and their future releases. Next, the traditional Romanian folk music program, Simply Folk, was enjoyable with the song Our Place. Overall, today's programs, though entertaining and informative, yet much of the enjoyment was drowned by nagging background noise, which got somewhat better near the end of the broadcast. Debakamal Hazarika, based in Golagad, Assam, India, tuned into our broadcast in English on November the 27th, 2023. We're quoting from his message. I had listened to Radio Romania International Encyclopedia program today here in Golagat, Assam. In this program, you had broadcast about politician Barbo Alexandru Stirbei. The discussion about the book sheds light on Queen Marie's relationship Barbo Alexandru Stirbei and the latter's role in Romanian politics. I heard a beautiful review on it at today's program. I enjoyed listening to today's program very much. Really love this program. You are listening to Radio Romania International. You with Radio Romania International. I'm Eugen Nasta with the listener's letterbox. Malik Allah Bachaya Koka, living in Muzaffargah, Pakistan, wrote the following on our programs. Dear Sir, I am a regular listener of your English service for the past many years. I listen to your programs with regularity. All the programs are very informative and interesting so that I can listen to them, me and my club friends. I am sending you feedback with regularity on your programs. Your programs are the source of entertainment and information as regards your tradition, culture and customs. Mr. Salim Akhtar Chadar, a member of Radio Romania International Seven Stars Radio Listeners Club, living in the district of Chiniot, also in Pakistan, tuned in to our radio station on November the 27th, 2023. We took the liberty to quote from his message. Program details. 
recording of program. I first listened to world news and then listened to program Simply Folk. I listened to a song which was about mother was very good. I liked it very much. Today there was no noise, the reception quality was good and clear and the program easy to listen to. Please verify and send me QSL card and stickers and souvenirs of Romania. Now, for all our listeners from around the world, we have an important announcement to make. Dear friends of Radio Romania International, please note that our valid emailing address is engl at rri.io. Make sure you use it from now on. Mr. Joe Bauer tuned into our radio station to our broadcast in English, actually, on November the 28th, 2023, from 23.25 to 23.55 hours UTC on 72.20 kHz. Joe's simple rating for the signal of our broadcast was 45455. Excellent strength, little interference and good propagation. The receiver is a Wiki SDR located in southeastern France with an 80-meter half-wave dipole antenna. Program details. A quick mention of the 95th anniversary of Radio Romania. Sports at 23.25. The Romanian national team defeated Switzerland. Music from 23.30 to 23.45. Discussion on psychology and the transmission wrapped up with new names on the cover. Excellent reception into southeastern France. I normally monitor from the United States but I wanted to try a remote receiver in Europe. I always enjoy the Radio Romania International broadcasts. Thank you for continuing to broadcast on shortwave. I look forward to your next broadcast. A 59-year-old bank employee based in Tokyo, Japan, Norihiko Ide, tuned into our radio station on November the 30th, 2023. Here are his comments on our programs. Hello, for this month, in more days, I could not listen to your program because the signal was weak. This morning, I'm happy to report the reception condition was not bad during the whole program. I did not know the bilateral relationship between Norway and Romania has been closed until I learned from today's In the Spotlight. Traveler's Guide made me visit Maramures because it sounded like a wonderful place to appreciate the nature and the historical churches of Romania. Our good old friend Christa Brunstrom, living in Helmdet, Sweden, tuned into our radio station on Friday, December the 1st, 2023. We took the liberty to quote from Mr. Brunstrom's details on our program. At 1200 hours there were the news. At 12.07 talk about the Transylvanica route in inside Romania. Then at 12.13 song of the day. At 12.17, the future starts today, focusing on the Republic of Moldova. At 12.23, there was a Romanian song. At 12.27, the report of the day, focusing on UNESCO. At 12.30, music of Romania's A National Day. I certainly hope you had an enjoyable A National Day. After rainy and windy autumn here, the weather has now changed completely. The past week has been very cold and yesterday evening 
We had the first snowfall in our part of the country. More to the north, they've had a lot of snow, which as always causes a lot of problems. We plan to travel to Stockholm next week, and hopefully the weather will have changed for the better by then. I'm not a fan of cold or snowy weather. Mr. Craig Christ, based in Manassas, Virginia, the United States of America, tuned into our radio station on December the 1st, 2023. We took the liberty to quote from his message, program ID, news beginning with the headlines, signal offered 0105, hours UTC, while describing the 2023 Personality of the Year feature, returned to 010517 hours UTC, then returned at 010607 hours UTC. In the spotlight, report on the It Takes Two to Tango event. Traveller's Guide reported on the Romanian Tourism Fair held in November the 9th to November the 12th. Song Love on the Market was played. Working in Romania, a report on a number of foreign workers allowed in 2024 and a breakdown of foreign workers by occupation. Well, folks, that's all we had time for in this week's edition of Listener's Letterbox. Those of you who sent in their reports, comments and suggestions on our programmes will receive a QSL card in the shortest time possible. Tune in again next week. Until then, from me, Eugen Nasta, it's goodbye. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Welcome to Simply Folk. I'm Eugen Nasta. Vasile Pandelescu, one of the most valuable and original Romanian accordionists, is the one we pay tribute to today. Vasile Pandelescu's repertoire includes traditional dances specific for the region where Muscel, Dubnovica and southern Oltenia overlap. The late accordionist's repertoire included ballads, elegiac songs and love songs, subgenres that ensured the success of the fiddler's repertoire. Many of those songs were taken over from the older fiddlers in the region. For Vasile Pandelescu, virtuosity was just a natural means to attain expressivity and in no way a musical goal in itself. You are now invited to listen to a rustem, a Romanian traditional tune which is widespread in the southern part of Oltenia. Performing is accordionist Vasile Pandelescu and Radio Romania's traditional music orchestra, conducted by Paraskiv Opera.
And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next programme for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 11.630 kHz in the DRM system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programmes tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 21.470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.ro. Goodbye.